0: Hey y'all! Welcome to episode 101 of the Late Night Vision Show. Thank y'all for joining us again this week. We've got a great show for you. Going to bring in right now, Mister Jason Robertson of Outdoor Legacy Gear. How you doing, sir?
1: I am doing great tonight, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Episode 100 was uh, a milestone for us, and we kind of mm-hmm. uh, blew off the last week a little bit and just kind of talked about some of the, the the best and worst memories of the show. And and uh, but I'm yep. I'm glad to be back in this week. Uh, we're back to doing what, what we like to do a lot of, and that's scope reviews and, and doing comparisons specifically. So I'm excited about yeah.
0: that. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, one thing that I do want to tease a little bit we had right now, uh, if you're watching this video, we're in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic. If you've listened the last couple of weeks, we've talked about it a bunch. But, We had, I'm not going to say we, I had my first (laughs) experience with an at-home haircut by my wife. And I I just want to tease it because we're going to put the video, I videoed everything, um, but my wife watched... Uh, Jason's wife give Jason a haircut and why that is not weird is because Jason's wife has been cutting Jason's hair for the last 20 years. She's a professional hairstylist. She owns a salon. She's used to it. My wife has never <laughs> held a pair of clippers in her hand <laughs> at, ever. And so she watched Jason get a haircut uh, while Amanda was cutting her hair on fa- on, on his hair on FaceTime. Then it was my wife's turn and me getting in the chair, holding the phone on you know, had it on FaceTime. Jason was watching. Amanda was watching and telling her what to do. And Crystal was cutting my hair. Now I'm going to say it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to turn out. I'm going to be loading the videos up on uh, YouTube here. Anytime. It'll be a special uh, standalone video, but Uh, I I, I I was completely expecting to have to just burn my hair. Yeah. I just want to say one
1: quick thing here. I, I, it was funny and I got a lot of laughs out of it. I was really disappointed because his wife for getting her very first five minute, uh, you know, uh, on the job training of cutting hair over FaceTime, she actually did really good. And I was disappointed because I wanted, I wanted Hans to have one of those jacked up haircuts where like one side is shaved and one side is long. It's actually pretty good. So I, yeah. you know, once the the pandemic is over, she may want to go to work as a hairdresser. I don't know. Yeah, you
0: were you were rooting for Ultimate Failure. I was I rooting for- the whole time. You were not trying to hide it at all. You no, were, you I was wanted to go badly, and no. it went very well. It Thank did. you very much. It so did. I was proud of my wife for doing that. But today. Um, we are going to be talking about two, uh, night vision scopes. And I know the people out there, uh, we have a, a lot of night vision u- users, a lot of people that, um, they can only use night vision. They, they're not allowed to use thermal for whatever reason. And, you know, this is something that, um, the speaking specifically about the Pulsar DigX N450 that was announced at SHOT Show 2020. There's been a lot of excitement of, of people wanting to know about it. We did our review on it. And now people want us to compare it. So we're doing a comparison between the Pulsar Digix N450 and the Pulsar Digisite N450. And uh, Jason, once you run down the specs real quick, and then after that we'll kind of give our thoughts on our likes and dislikes and and which one we would choose. So stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, so real quick, the DigiSight, we did a full review on it as well last year. For those that don't know, if you're not watching on YouTube, Hans is kind of holding some of these scopes up. Mm -hmm. The DigiSight Ultra N450 uh, looks just like a Pulsar Trail thermal rifle scope. So that's what it looks like. Same type of design. It is a digital night vision scope though. The Pulsar Digex looks just like the Pulsar Thermion thermal rifle scopes, which are the new thermals that look just like a traditional rifle scope. It's in a 30 millimeter aluminum scope tube housing, whereas the DigiSight is in uh, some sort of a composite plastic housing. Uh, One other thing I want to mention, these are the N450s that we're talking about. The N455s, Uh, basically are going to apply for everything that we talk about here. The only difference is the N455s come with a 940 IR illuminator, uh, not the most popular 850, which is what almost everybody in the U.S. uses. I'm not going to get into the 850 versus 940. That's a subject for another day. But basically, I just want people to understand that The scopes are the same besides the IR illuminators. So the 450s and 455s for 99% of our talk are gonna be the same here. Jumping in, what you're gonna find, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the spoiler. These two scopes are nearly identical when it comes to the guts. Uh, What you've got here on both scopes is the, uh, the digital imaging sensor is a CMOS or CMOS sensor. They're both 1280 by 720. There is a uh, base magnification on the digix of four power with a digital zoom of up to 16 power. The DigiSight is a 4.5 power base mag with a digital zoom up to 18 power. Eye relief is the same at 50 millimeters on both of them. The weight, this is one that surprises a lot of people. The weight on the DigiSight is 29.3 ounces. And the weight on the X is 33.5 ounces. So you're about four ounces heavier there. And why that's surprising is a lot of people look at the thin, sleek design mm. of the DigX and they think it's got to weigh less actually weighs a few ounces more and that's just because of that all metal housing. So that thing, uh, I, I don't, and I'd tell you this, if you picked them up, you won't notice that extra weight because the digex is longer. So that weight is spread out and distributed through the whole thing. So you're not going to pick it up and notice it's a lot heavier, but it does have four extra ounces. The display on both units is identical. It is an AM OLED 1024 by 768 resolution, They're both rated for extremely cold temperatures down to negative 15 or below. They both have audio and video recording internally. They both have the uh, very popular Pulsar feature of picture in picture. They have uh, both have rechargeable battery pack systems. I'm going to talk about the DigiSight first. It uses the IPS battery system that the Pulsar Trail and Pulsar Helion thermals use. You're gonna be looking at about a six to eight hour battery life on this unit. The battery is removable, is replaceable. There's some other battery options there. Uh, The DigX, now this is an interesting battery system because it's a dual rechargeable battery system. There is one battery and it is internal that you cannot remove. It's laying horizontal in the scope tube. And uh, then there's another battery that's under the top plastic cap that looks like a scope turret. And it's really just a plastic cap. When you take that off, you pull out what's called an APS-2 battery. There is a longer life APS-3 battery. Uh, And again, not gonna get into all that right here, but as it comes, you're looking at about a four to four and a half hour battery life in the field. Now, when I say, you know, about four, four and a half, um, on the bench, this scope gets a little over six hours of battery life. Uh, it has been tested and that's what it gets. But in the field, using it, you know, different features, video recording, turn it off and on all that, you're, you're just going to use more battery. So I'm going to be conservative and say four or four and a half hours is very reasonable for that. Also, one thing that we need to note, both scopes, both of these N450s do come with an included 850 infrared LED IR illuminator. Infrared IR, that's what that is. And they're both removable. The Digisight, uh, that, that IR doesn't look like it's removable. If you're not really sure, it's kind of a little trick. Uh, you can pop that thing off. So if you don't need it, if you're going to be using another one. Uh, you know, somewhere else on your rifle and you don't want that one on there, you can take it off. That IR illuminator is tied into the same battery that runs the digisight, So it's got one battery to run everything. The digit, the dig—I the Dig- I can't even say them now. The Dig X <laughs> has an illuminator. It's a pretty ingenious design. It can actually be flipped back and forth to whichever side you prefer it to be on. But it has its own battery on it, and it runs off of a separate APS2 Pulsar battery pack. Moving along, both uh, scopes also have the. Uh, Wi-Fi feature for the Pulsar Stream Vision app, which allows you to stream uh, to a smartphone or tablet within a few feet of the scope. You can see on the scope, uh, I'm sorry, on the the tablet or the phone, what's going on live from the scope. And they're also both rated for up to and including a 375 H&H rifle or 12 gauge shotgun. So these things are are definitely built uh, for the, you know, banging around and high recoil. Mm-hmm. They're also both IPS 67 rating, which means they are fully submersible in water for three, up to three foot for 30 minutes. So there is a rundown on the specs. And as you can see, besides the way they look, uh, they're very similar. The only real difference besides, uh, you know, three or four ounces of weight is that the Dig X is a four power, where the Digi side is a four and a half.
0: Yeah. So uh, thank you for running down those specs. That's a lot to talk about. I want to get into a little bit, before we get into the likes and dislikes, I want to talk a a little bit about accessories that, um, if you're interested in one of these scopes, is going to go a long way in making the performance, I think, uh, better and more enjoyable. But there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you know, if I I buy the scope and then, you know, and what I want to talk about right now is is an upgraded uh, IR (coughs) illuminator. So Jason and I both like the sniper hog lights, the, in the one, the model that we use is the, the 66 LRX. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we've, we've tested and used with other night vision scopes. And, you know, all around that's, uh, I think it works well with any night vision scope that we, that we've tried and I've tried it with this one as well. And, and they performed will, really well, but, um, you may think, well, I've got to buy the scope, and then you're telling me that I've got to buy an upgraded IR light. Well, you don't have to. These IR lights will, I think, Jason, and you tell me your opinion, um, 200, 250 yards, um, no problem at all. I think you're, you are you know, you can, if you want to shoot and most of your shots are regularly under 200 yards, then the IR light that's included on it is just fine. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would. I think if, if you're going to be doing most everything at 200 yards, mm-hmm. may, maybe a little more or less, Sure, no problem. I yes. would not buy an extra light for it. If you really want to see what's going on out there at, you know, really well at 250, 275, uh, 300 plus, then you need to get a brighter IR illuminator. You're just going to have to do that to get those long ranges. These scopes are capable, they just have to have a really bright light to do it or IR light to do it. And so uh, I, I would agree with you there. Uh, I think it just depends on how far you want to see. One thing I want to mention about both these scopes that they have the ability to do that a lot of the less expensive scopes, like the, the Sightmark Race or the ATNX sites, some of these less expensive digital scopes, these have a high quality high end digital imaging sensor, which will pull in a ton of ambient light. So you get out there on a bright moonlit night, these things will see three, 400 yards without the illuminator. It's, it's right. crazy how much light they're able to pull in, uh, yeah. you know, without an illuminator. So when you put a really good illuminator with them, they have that ability to really use that IR light. And with the high resolution, you can still get a good image on out there.
0: Yeah. I think with the sniper hog light, cause I used, uh, I, I've had these scopes for a few weeks and I tested them, uh, with the you know, the factory IR light and then the sniper hog light, 66 LRX. And I was able to get um, twice as much distance with the sniper hog light uh, than I was with the regular standard IR scope. So with the sniper hog light, I mean, you could see easily out to six to 800 yards. I don't think any problem at all. And, And these scopes are, like Jason said, high quality enough that they can see way further than, uh, then even they're set up to do right now because of just the, the factory IR light that's on it. But um, I would definitely suggest if you're wanting to see past that 300 yard mark, uh, and then, and you're wanting to, you know, if you're a coyote hunter or a hog hunter, that's, you know, you've got a, some spread out areas. I would definitely think about getting an upgraded IR light. And there's a yeah. lot of people out there that do it. If you look anywhere on social media, I mean, everybody's souping up their night vision scopes. Yeah. Days.
1: And I want to say one thing here real quick. Uh, this is some confusion some people get. We're not suggesting that you you need, want to, or should, or we would advise you to shoot three, four, five hundred yards. We're just talking about seeing. And yeah. so, uh, you know, if you're hunting coyotes and you're calling, and you're on a big field that you can see four or five hundred yards, you want to know that one's coming in at four hundred. Okay, yeah. even if you're not going to shoot him till he gets to you know one twenty five or less then you still want to know that he's coming. Hey, I'm doing something right. Keep calling, you know, or maybe he's hung up. I need to change calls, whatever. Same thing with hogs. Hey, look, they're way out there. We can go walk to them. So that's the benefit. I don't want people to Mm -hmm. think that we're saying, oh, you're going to go shoot three or four or 500 yards. Not at all. It's just being able to see what is out there. And so uh, also, we we do choose the 66 LRX Sniper Hog Light. We sell those. We really like them. We have the the Coyote Cannon. We've done a review of those uh, as well as the 66 on another episode. They're they're all great lights. We like the 66. A little less expensive. and It's just kind of the right size. But something else I want to get into real quick uh, while we're before we even you know kind of dive into the comparisons is let's talk about the scope mounts for both of these because there are. There's different mounting systems for both. And, uh, you know, on, I'm going to just jump in real quick. I'll let you talk to them about the the Digex, But on the Digi site uh, it comes with a standard mount in the box. It is about eight and a half inches long. There's multiple screw holes in it. So you can kind of move it forward or backwards where you need it for the proper eye relief. It is not a quick detach return to zero mount. It works just fine. If you're going to mount it on a rifle, uh, AR-15 or a bolt gun with a Picatinny rail, uh, it works. You mount it on there. You're good to go. If you want a quick detach mount, something that you can pull off, put back on there, you need to look at the Pulsar quick detach mount. They're a hundred bucks and it's a really nice, simple little single QD throw lever mount. And then If you want a high end, you know, I mean, top of the line, sure enough, return to zero mount, that's going to be the Zero Delta D-Lock mount. We sell those as well. They're $250. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people say, golly, do I need a $250 mount? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, uh, most people use the Pulsar QDs for a hundred bucks and really like them. They do well. Mm But there's just a lot of guys who are into high-end mounts. That's what they want. And yep. they want to know that they've got the best quality mount. That's the Zero Delta. I'm not telling you you've got to have it, but that is an option for it, as well as the Pulsar QD for a much more you know affordable price.
0: Yeah, so on the Pulsar DigX, uh, really the, the same scope that Jason and I use for our uh, Pulsar Thermion XP50, the thermal scope, is uh, actually the same Mount that you can use, and we recommend on the Pulsar Digex. It's the American Defense Manufacturing mount. It's a uh, uh, QD. Uh, you know, it's got the two throw levers on it. It's cantilevered. It, for it's especially made for 30, you know 30 millimeter tubes. And um, that one is. I tell people all the time when I you know Jason and I both shoot suppressed. We've got to clean our rifles a lot. Take my scope off every time clean my rifle, put it back on, and it's always right where I left it. So it's the American Defense Manufacturing Mount. Uh, It's a one-piece cantilever QD mount that is American-made, top quality. It's $180. You can pick both of these mounts up at OutdoorLegacyGear.com, but that's definitely what we would recommend for both of these uh, night vision scopes.
1: So, Hans, all right, jumping into these two, we've reviewed them both. We've both used them uh, Mm -hmm. a good bit. I guess my question is to you. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? Yep. I mean, throw some stuff out on on both of them. Tell me what you think.
0: Yeah, we'll just kind of both of us kind of go at it. Um, I, you and I were talking about this before. Um, I really like the battery setup on the on the Digitite. Sure. Um, you know, we're big fans of of the Trail uh, models and design uh, back before they were discontinued. But we we love that one. Uh, you know, removable, rechargeable, it's a bigger battery, but you're getting a little bit more runtime out of it. And there's, it's not an internal battery setup. So definitely like that about the D- the DigiSight.
1: Um, yeah. I-, I don't think there's anybody, anybody that's going to argue that the digit going to win with the battery system, period. Right. It just does. It's, it's just uh, a no, you know, no internal battery, a longer lasting battery. Nobody can... Argue with that. I mean, I think it it, it is. I don't. Yeah. I do not hate the batteries on the DigX uh, at at all. I mean, you do still have a removable battery, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You do have, you know, the APS twos, the APS threes. You can get longer battery life if you need it. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, I would say, right there on batteries, I am going to choose the side I, I do like that that system a little bit better.
0: I also like the fact that the IR light on the Digiscite. The IR light is integrated into the battery mm-hmm. of the of the scope, so you're not having to charge a separate battery like you do yep. with the Digexes. I agree. Um, you know, f- as far as my likes and versus the Digisight, the Digex, I think those are the two the two main ones. I uh, I really prefer the design of the Digex. Obviously, I'm very partial to the Thermion scope. The Digex looks uh, just like it almost just I mean, like as it, close, yeah. almost as, uh, you know, as, as close as it can be. I like the IR mount on the, um, on the DigX where it can be reversed and switched to another side. That I think that's pretty, very pretty ingenious. ingenious.
1: And I'm yeah, going to tell you something, ingenious. there's some voodoo magic going on with that mount. And I'm going to tell you why <laughs> you, you pull that thing off mm-hmm. and you would think to move that to the other side, I would somehow have to like turn it around and the light would be backwards. And then I put it on, I'm like, it's still on this side. You're just you just basically rotating it is all you're doing. It rotates. But, yeah. but every time I look at it and then I move it from left to right, I'm like, how did that just happen? And it's just that yep. you're rotating it. That's a so, really ingenious design. It's super yeah. quick to take off, um, which, so yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, easy to take off, and, and if whether you want to use it or not. But I also do like the um, on the Digi site to change the brightness of the light, you have to push the back. Uh, there's a button on the back, and you've got to push it uh, one, two, or three times, and that increases the mm-hmm. brightness of the light. This one actually has a dial. The DigiX has a dial where you can mm-hmm. increase the brightness on yep. it. So, you know, it, it makes it a little bit more... Uh, I think intuitive uh, in that way where you can kind of control that a little bit more. And it's, you know, the, the technology involved in that, I think it's pretty neat.
1: Um, yeah. I'll I tell you, you one know, thing I that I, think? I like the, on the DigX one thing that, and it's, it's a small amount, but the lower magnification, I mean, being four yeah. power versus four and a half it, it is i just tell you, I mean, this is no secret. Uh, we don't like four power, four and a half power. Yeah. I mean, it, it it just doesn't fit this Texas yeah. Southern style of hog hunting. And people, you've, you've got to, I mean, you don't have a lot of choice. If you use digital night vision, almost all these scopes are between three and five power. So it's very, yeah. very common. But with a lot of the thermal scopes, you can get into the lower magnification, wider field of views. So I do like the fact on the digics, at least I'm dropping down a little bit on that, that magnification and, and every little bit counts. So, uh, I, I do, and you know, something funny I heard you say in there and it makes me, me laugh because, uh, if somebody listened to every one of our episodes, they could go back and, and call us out on this, but you said that, that you really liked the design. Of the the Digix oh, no. with the scope tube <laughs> more than the trail and and I am oh, no. pretty sure I could go dust off the archives and I could find where you and I both said uh, that we did when the thermions were just announced before we'd ever used one we yep. didn't like the design and I think I might have gone so far as to say it was a mistake and uh, now that exactly right uh, now yeah. that we've got them and used them. I really, really like it. I like that design. And I say this about the Thermions. uh, I say it about the Digix. There's something about the the design and the way that, even though this thing may weigh a few ounces more, that weight is distributed through, you know, there's weight on both ends, a little bit in the middle. And when you put that on a rifle, it's balanced. When yeah, you put, a, when nice. you put a, a digicide or a trail or something with that design, more of that common thermal digital rifle scope design, uh, you feel the weight because it's right in the middle. I mean, it's kind of, and I don't mean this to sound like it's going to sound, but it's like strapping a brick to your AR. I mean, you just, it's just condensed. And so that weight is there. And I just think it feels better with these longer, you know, yep. scopes with, with the weight distributed out through them. But so anyway, I really agree with you. I like that. I don't, I don't hate the DigiSight design by any means, but I do think the DigiSight. We definitely,
0: uh, we definitely ate a little bit of crow on that. And we, we were not fans of the new design of the Thermions and the, the Digix, uh before this thing even came out. But, yeah. and now we prefer it. And, uh, we, you know, we're slow to change, but once it comes on board, we jump in with both feet, but uh, we do, I think it looks great. I'm going
1: to tell you one thing that I like, and this is where I I think that for me, uh, it's one of the reasons, again, we like this design over the, the trail DigX design is the, for me, the, the controls of the menus and the recording and all that in my opinion is much easier on the digix than it is the digisite and my reasoning for saying that is with the digisite you you've got four buttons down the top and there's one button in the middle that's square and you can reach up there with your finger and you can feel it. And that's kind of like your home button. So it's like typing, you know, you can feel little bumps, you know, where to put your fingers on the keyboard, same thing there. So once you find that it's muscle memory, you know how to control it. The problem is is that if you've got on any kind of gloves or if it's, you know, against black, dark, muscle time you're using it, sometimes it's hard to know exactly which button you're on. You press the wrong one. The way that this Digex works is on the rear of the scope, right above the eyepiece, there's three buttons. The big main button is the power button. That's a perfect place for it. It's right there. Um, it's, it's you know easy to get to turn off and on. But then there's also two more buttons there. One is to start and stop video recording. And one is to zoom. Or you can turn on your picture-in-picture picture function. Uh, every other, you know, menu option uh, is you've got to go over to the left-hand side, and there's a little scroll wheel. Again, it looks like a scope turret, and it's not. You press in, and then you can, you know, roll the dial. I think it's real easy to use. But those internal things are things you're not going to be using on a normal night. So when you get this scope out and you set it up. The only things you're normally going to do is you're going to turn it off. You're going to turn it on. You're going to start and stop video recording and you're going to zoom in. Those are the same things you're going to do on the DigiSite, but the, mm-hmm. the, there's just more buttons to do those same things. And so I, again here, I know we're, we're splitting some hairs. I don't dislike that design on the DigiSite, but I really do like the way the DigiX design is.
0: Yeah, it, it's almost like... <laughs> the people that designed it are actually hunters <laughs> because they said, okay, which, bu- which buttons are we going to use the most of, and we're going to make those more accessible and, you know, we're going to stick everything else somewhere else. And you're, you're right. You're exactly right. I think the button layout is, is, is much better on the Digex than the digisite And, um, uh, you know, there's, there's some other things I, I um, I, I do like the fact that, um, you know, I'm just a big fan of that American defense manufacturing mount. I know. I know. (laughs) And, and and it really, this has nothing to do with performance, but gosh, dang, it looks good when you have it mounted (laughs) on a rifle. It does. (laughs) It does. And sometimes, you know, if you, if you feel like you look good and you, and you, uh, you know, if you feel like you look cool, maybe you are cool. Maybe it it helps. (laughs)
1: Maybe it helps you with those coyotes and hogs. Well, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I'm going to say this and I think we can, I'm going to ask you in a minute. So get ready. I'm going to ask you which one your pick is. And I I, I do not know for sure what he's going to say because we didn't, we didn't talk about this before the show. So uh, I want to be here exactly what he says the first time. But my, my thing that I, I want to say before we make a pick, either one of us, these scopes are a toss up. Okay. We have, we have nitpicked the buttons, even though we don't dislike the buttons we've nitpicked, you know, Batteries, even though you know, so we're we're trying mm-hmm. to find some differences because when you put the same internals in the scopes, which they both have, besides the you know four power and four and a half, which is very, still very similar, you got to find something to nitpick. And so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, I think if you put them in a bag and shook them up and you drew one out and that's the one you had to hunt with, I think you're going to be happy with with whichever one that is. But right. drum roll. If Hans East Texas, the hog-killing king of East oh, Texas. <laughs> you're gonna, it, here it, comes the hate mail now. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. If if you had to choose one, uh, which one are you going to choose?
0: Oh, man. I'm going to say right out of the box, um, I do believe the IR light on the Digix is more powerful than the, than the one on the digisite I think out of the box, if you're not going to change anything at all, um you can probably see further uh with the with the digx for the accessories that come with it. So I I've had these scopes for the last three weeks. I've been using them a lot. And you can see further with the digx. So my choice um and I think we made it pretty known just the way we were talking about it. I, I do prefer the digx. Um I like the design. Uh I'm a big fan of of the button layout. Um, the only thing that I wish it you know, if, if we can have the same type of battery setup, uh, on the Digex that we have, have with the Digisight, it'd be flawless. Sure. Um, because I, you and I are not a big fan of any type of internal battery on any optic. Yep. Uh, but you know, really to me, that's the only downside to this scope.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I do think it's a toss up and what I would tell guys that are ready to make this decision and say, I got, I just don't know. I would say which design do you like? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's which design do you like? And if you say, man, I just like the looks of the DigiSight and I like that battery pack system, uh, you know, perfect. And and I know guys that tell me, uh, and this is something we didn't really get into. I have guys that say, hey, one day I'm going to get a Pulsar Helion Thermal Monocular. Well, it's going to use this IPS battery. I just assume my scope used that. I have guys right now, that have bought the Pulsar Axion, which is their small little handheld size thermal monoculars that use this APS battery. So they're saying, Mm -hmm. well, I'm logically going to choose the d because it's got the same battery. So I think that can play uh, a role in, you know, you're making your decision as well, kind of which other unit you might already own or are going to own. But if I had to choose one, I would choose the Digex, but, but it's, it's like splitting hairs. I mean, it is, it's a toss up. It's it's a toss up. I think again, it looks good. It it feels good on the rifle. I'm just partial to the Thermion. So it looks just like it, but they're, did you,
0: uh, did you give the price of both of them? I can't remember if you gave
1: wow, you the price Wow. The price. There's a something good on a scope review Minute for number a guy, 33
0: of the episode. For a yeah, guy who
1: who sells uh, scopes for a living, he might not have mentioned the price. So, and I want to yeah. bring up one more thing. I'm going to I'm going to surprise you here with something I want to talk about real quick. Uh, the DigX. Is eleven ninety nine one thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars? The Digit site is one thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars. So you're looking at about twelve hundred and thirteen hundred dollars respectively. The Digit site being a hundred dollars more, and so uh, really really similar on the price. But you know that that was something good to bring up. I'm going to bring up <laughs> one more thing. We only have a couple minutes left, but I, I just want to throw this out here. And when I get done, Hans can say he agrees or disagrees. But I'm getting a lot of questions and they're very logical questions, guys that call me about the Digisite uh, and the DigX. And then they say, Hey, are these things really worth, you know, six, seven, eight hundred $800 more than something like a Sightmark Wraith 4k. Mm-hmm. We've already done a, a review last year of the Wraith next to the Digisite and uh, what I want to say to you is this, yes, they are worth more. Uh, there, there's a value here. Okay. Is it worth it to you? I can't make that decision for you. You've got to make right. it, but, but I want to paint this quick picture and I'm going to give you this little rundown because this is a question I'm getting every single day on the phone. You know, well, wh- why is this thing worth more? Is it just because it says pulsar on the side? And the answer to that <laughs> is, is no. So. These pulsars, number one, it is a high-end digital imaging sensor. Like we talked about early in the show, these things can pull in all kinds of ambient light, including moonlight and starlight, and brighten your image. These less expensive scopes cannot do that. Also, when you buy one of these pulsars, you're getting several features that you're not getting on something like the Wraith uh, HD. You are not getting... Uh, video, I'm sorry, audio along with your video recording. You're not getting a smartphone app. You're not getting picture in picture. You're not getting a removable rechargeable battery pack system. You're also not getting a European designed and manufactured optic. And This is nothing negative about the Wraith. And if anybody tries to say I'm down in it here, go back and and listen to all the shows where we got accused of being fanboys for just promoting (laughs) it like crazy. But it is a $500 Chinese made optic, okay? And that's Mm -hmm. fine. That's what it has to be to get it to that price. These are $1,200 European optics in the exact same housing as their counterparts that are three to $5,000 thermal scopes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same exterior housing. So these things aren't thrown together. So now to answer the question, which you already told you what the answer is gonna be, is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to you, but if any of those features I mentioned are worth it to you. If those things you go, man, I I want a high end optic. I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, maybe I can't afford thermal or I am just not going to spend the money, but I want something that is, you know, again, one more thing I didn't mention higher recoil rating. These, these less expensive digital night vision scopes are all maxed out at 308s. So if you want to shoot something, you know, larger, this is the place to go. So I do think there's real value here, whether it's worth it to you, that's a decision you've got to make. Uh, but you're not just buying something and, and paying over twice as much for it because it's got a, a different logo on the side. There is mm. value. Now, whether it's value yep. to you, that's the decision for, for your money that you have to make uh but i just wanted to throw that out because we're we're getting that question just repeatedly
0: yeah and another thing i want to talk about too is people ask about using these during the daytime as well they want to know if it's a a daytime, oh, that's a good question yeah daytime nighttime use um both of these optics can be used during the day um but these are um made and designed for night hunting. And I say that because during the day, you're just gonna see a a gray screen. It's not gonna be, it's not full color, HD picture, nothing like that. Um, These are, if you have a uh, a hunting rig set up, a rifle that you want to primarily hunt with at night, and you want the best night vision optic for that setup, um, these are the scopes that you're probably gonna wanna choose from if you want the best night vision hunting rig setup. Um, if you're needing something that you want to hunt with during the day and night and you need something that can kind of go back and forth on, you might want to take a look at, uh, look at another scope, maybe a Sightmark mark Wraith, you know, that does yes. have a full color HD yes. screen during the day. But if you just say, hey, I've got one rifle that's dedicated to night hunting, I want the best out there, the best picture, definitely one of these scopes is going to be... Um, you know, better at night than that sight mark, right?
1: Yeah, that, that's a hey, excellent. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I had a guy that called last Friday, had this exact conversation and he was just about sold and decided that he wanted the Digx. And then he made this comment about hunting in the daytime. And I said, Whoa, 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 <laughs> you just threw this on yeah. me. And I said, are you going to hunt in the daytime much? And he said, Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to use it, you know, all the time. I was like, whoop, we're done. Go back. You need a Wraith, you know, cause he'd already been yeah. talking about it. I yeah. was like, there's your answer right there. And we talked a little more and he was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. It makes sense. And I was like, he said, I'm glad I mentioned that. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you yeah, did too. It's, it's and beautiful. it's not that you can't use these during the day. It's just not a good experience They're just black and right. white image. It's like looking at a in a, you know, security camera or something in the daylight. It just, it feels weird at night. It's great it, in the daytime. It's just, it's just strange. It's fine for zero. And it's fine if you go out there and Hey, you're going to sit in the stand for 45 minutes before dark, you don't mm-hmm. want to carry two, right? It's just fine for that. But if you want to go out and and hunt hogs and deer or whatever in the daylight, this is, that's probably not the the best scope for you. So So,
0: folks, there you have it. Both of us chose the Pulsar Digix N450. And we did so because we thought it's a cooler looking scope. So you heard it here. (laughs) I did not say that.
1: (laughs) Hey folks, if you want uh, any of these optics, whether it's the X, the Digicite, the Wraith, uh, something else. Maybe you want to talk about another scope. Uh, Maybe you're looking for thermal whatever it is, uh, Mm -hmm. give us a call. Uh, You know, you can go to outdoorlegacygear.com. That's uh, outdoorlegacygear, G-E-A-R. You can go there, see all this stuff, Uh, but you can give us a call at 877-350-1818. And we'd be glad to answer any of your questions, uh, you know, walk you through any of this stuff again, related to these optics or anything else related to night vision or thermal imaging. And we would love to have your business, your business, uh, helps, uh, you know, well, it doesn't help. It supports this podcast and, and keeps us on the air. So we would really appreciate uh, you giving us a shot at your business. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all the social medias, but the best place is again, that phone number or outdoor legacy com. if you're looking for Mr. Hans East Texas, the better half of this show, you can go to YouTube and search for him there, and you can subscribe so that you never miss an episode. He's been doing full in-depth field reviews on all these scopes that we've talked about on here. This channel, we don't show a lot of stuff from the field. That's just not what it's designed for. Mm -hmm. But in Hans's reviews, uh, he does stuff there from, you know, hands-on in his office as well as out in the field so you get an idea of what they will do so you can go to Hans E T X, H A N S E T X on youtube also on instagram he's over there posting pictures all the time uh so if you're offended by dead hogs and dead coyotes (laughs) do not go there uh you you do not need to go there you need to yeah go to wherever the snowflakes go but if you want to see some blood and guts (laughs) you can you can go check him out there
0: yeah well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, my last video on the Han CTX YouTube channel was uh, a, my review of the, the scope right here, the Pulsar DigX N450. There is a video from the field uh, looking at hogs at uh, 75 yards, looking at deer at different ranges, uh, even looking at my buddy Patrick, who I made walk out, do the walkout video where he started at 50 yards and went out to 300 yards. So put him to work for a little bit, but we appreciate Jason and I, again, appreciate y'all joining us for episode 101. Join us next Thursday for another episode of the Late Night Vision Show. But until then, y'all stay safe out there. Keep making them bacon pancakes. We'll see y'all soon.